When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Dean Blandino from Fox Sports, and you are listening to the Quick Snap Podcast. Okay, guys, we've got a, another special podcast with us today. We've got Paul Brown from the Paul Browns Podcast. He's a massive Browns fan. I'm sure you're all aware of him. So it is an absolute honor having him on with us today. Uh, how you doing, Paul? Hey, Ari. How t- hey, Thomas. How's the weather up in Liverpool? It is cracking the flags, mate. It is very sunny. Yeah, too hot. How about you down south? Oh. I got uh, tan lines today. It's that hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell you about it. Tell you about it. Uh, lockdown for you guys down there. I see your updates on uh, Instagram, the uh, coronavirus updates. Yeah, so it's um, 10 weeks in now, I think. And, uh, yeah, it's, I live on my own, so it's really boring. And, uh, yeah, I just try, um, yeah, I just try and, keep busy doing stupid stuff as much as I possibly can, whether it be gardening or hacking around on my bike, anything I'm allowed to do, I will do. So if it's a lockdown, I won't go out, you know, I respect everything, but otherwise I'm totally bored. So, uh, and there's no NFL, there's no football, soccer. So yeah. I mean, we, we have seen on your Instagram that you have been doing an amazing thing for the NHS. You have been cooking for the NHS, which is an amazing thing. We have a, Seen that? How's it been going for you? Yeah, it's been going good. Uh, I, I, I'll be really honest with you. I'm, I'm knackered. Uh, yeah. I'm absolutely drained, and I'm. I think today was the first time I haven't done it for three weeks. And I went to sleep at like nine o'clock last night, and I'm like a midnight one o'clock guy. Yeah. And and I woke up at six, like panicking, like oh my god, I've got to get up. And then I went back to sleep <laughs> again. Cause, um, it's a bit like Christmas Day, you know, when you can just lie in. Yeah, <laughs> your parents maybe nag at you to get out, but otherwise, you're like, leave me alone. I'm, I was in one of them modes, mate. It, it, as I say, it is a difficult time we're all in, isn't it? and obviously, what you're doing there for the NHS cooking all those meals it is admirable. Um, I mean, 
I've, I've been watching it. I mean, it is something that like I can't stop watching on Instagram too fair. So, fair play to you. Cheers, pal. Cheers. But we're an NFL podcast, eh? So, uh, yeah, that's about me. Let's talk about the Browns. And you are a massive Browns fan, which is obviously why we let you on, because we, if I'm honest, Tom may not have been, but I was massively on the Browns hype train last year. Oh, yeah, everyone um, was. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. Let's Where's go. that wall? Yeah. So, if I'm, <laughs> honest, if I'm honest, since Baker was drafted, uh, obviously, you had a bit of a nightmare coaching system with, obviously, Hugh Jackson there and then Greg Williams. Um, obviously, you've now brought in uh, Kevin Stefanski. So, how do you think the last two years have gone? And then, how do you think you could actually progress now? Yeah, it, it, I think the starting off, we're talking about the hype train is quite interesting because, like, this time last year, you know, we were going to win the Super Bowl if you're a Browns fan, you know, or the playoffs, you know. So, yeah. Um, We've all learned from that, from I think the club down to your average fan is, yeah. is a hype train. And uh, yeah, um, we had Hugh Jackson and you, he came off a, he did well with the Raiders. I think he went eight and eight, I think. With the, I think so. He'd done all right with them, yeah. Was it, he hadn't was been it terrible. Raiders? Is that correct? He was at the Raiders, yeah. The worst. Yeah. Yes, it was eight and eight Raiders. We brought him in, you know, we're super excited. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't, then we didn't win... Th- we won three games in uh, three seasons, so okay. And then Greg Williams, obviously Kitchens. I am a big Greg Williams fan, so that was great. You know, the end of the yeah. season, turn it around. Baker Mayfield's on fire. Everything's going great. And then the hype train comes along. We're going to win the playoffs. We're going to do it. And the first drive, we looked absolutely awesome. And I was at the game. And then after that, it kind of we crashed quite quickly. So now where we are is we've hired an OC. Um, he seems very structured. He's coming on the radar. We've got a new GM. It's all under the radar. And, you know, it's kind of what you want. But, you know, from a media point of view, you want Odell signing. You want yeah. Miles Garrett hitting people with helmets. You know, you want the big <laughs> juicy stuff. I mean... I, I genuinely think that I think Freddie Kitchens, but like, it was over his depth. It was, it was well. Yeah. It, it was, it was almost like Greg Williams. I think he should have kept him. If I'm honest, he came in and he was, and he did his job. And I know, I know what franchise like uh, the Browns. As you said before, before we came on air, you compare compare this uh, Browns to the Everton club in the Premier League. And that's what we do at Everton as well. We we try and sign these big name coaches to try and pull the fans along with us, try and bring the, bring the game along. But realistically, I mean, Greg Williams doing a fine job. And you brought in Freddie Kitchens, who didn't quite understand what he was doing, I don't think. And it all went a bit Pete Tong. And realistically, I think the Browns team is, on, on paper, a very strong team. And, and they shouldn't be anywhere near where they were last year. We've got, we've got some strengths and weaknesses, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, I met Greg Williams in... Uh, New York when he's at the Jets. Nice. His nice. son, Blake. Blake, yeah. if you didn't know, was the um, linebacker coach for the Browns. Yeah. Who I was quite close with on online. Nice. And then, obviously, Greg was the head coach, defensive coach for the Browns. But then he went to the Jets. Now, when I went to the Jets versus the Browns, I went to see someone after the game. And as I was walking, I saw Blake and Greg. Yeah. And I grabbed him. Blake said hi, and his dad said, "Hey, I've heard a lot about you." And I was like, "Hey, 
So I said, look, you're not that bad in real life. You come across a bit of a knob on the media. <laughs> yeah, don't believe everything he's hearing in the media. And he goes, uh, a bit of an exclusive for your podcast here. He goes, I've still got my house in Cleveland. Never say never, you know. Um, oh, I may come back in some sort in the future. So I had quite a good relationships with the Williams. And then Freddie Kitchen, I met a couple of times. Um, he came to my fundraiser in Cleveland. Nice. That was quite awesome. So uh, I had a fundraiser for a guy who had cancer. I called out Freddie Kitchens drinking a pint. I said, look, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Boom, he turned up. So um, fair nice. play to him. Nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he came around. I didn't want it to be about me. I said, that's the guy with the cancer. You spend time with him. So I didn't really speak to him that much, Freddie. He has got a Paul Brown podcast t-shirt. And then... Um, Put one, did he? <laughs> Nothing to probably brand. giving it to his daughter's horse to use to muck out or something but <laughs> um and then i met freddie as well this is a bizarre story is that, that when i went to denver i phoned up the same hotel as the browns maybe because my name's paul brown i don't know why but they put me in the hotel room next to freddie kitchens nice so when i was in the bath and he was in the bath the root, the walls you could hear between. So like, <laughs> surely that's got. I'm not to sure you want to hear that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So him and his, but I met him and his wife in the lift. That was also really awkward because I was in the lift with him, and it went up, and like we got off at the same floor. We then walked down the same corridor. We then next to each other. Room, you know, it was just like, has Paul really got a room next to you? And I was like, really trying to get into that door before he did, just to show that. I wasn't just some sort of weirdo, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, let's stay on the Browns. And um, I think, you know, let's start on the offense. We've obviously got two great quarterbacks now uh, on paper. Think? I say that on paper. Baker Mayfield and uh, Case Keenum. Uh, a lot of Browns fans said we've overpaid for Case Keenum. Yeah, um, I think you want a good backup though. I think a good, good backup, backup yeah. is really important just in yeah. case the worst happens in terms of injuries and there's always going to be at least one or two quarterbacks each season which get injured. Yeah. There's there's a flip side though of saying like, okay, but if we haven't got Baker Mayfield, let's just tank and then get another better quarterback, mm. you know, so I yeah. don't know. But I mean, Baker's on his rookie contract as well, isn't it? So overall, yeah, when you look at yeah. what you're paying oh. the contract, the, sorry, the quarterback room in general because because. Um, Baker is on his rookie contract. Overall, it's still quite low, so it's, it's not the end of the world for you for you guys. But he's going into his fourth year, isn't he? This year, yeah. yeah. So, so it's a big year for him. Got this year and next year, we can get him. Yeah, he's going to want paying soon, and but it's 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 like two years to prove it that like he's worth any sort of money. So realistically, you want to try and get the most out of him now that, that next few years. What, what do you think he's worth in today's value? Uh, looking at his last three seasons, yeah. Uh, yeah, I still I, think there's enough positive in him. I would, yeah. I would pay Mayfield because when it was, when everything was working around him, he showed what he could do. He showed how good he could be. He showed that he could help the team as much as the team was helping him perform well. So I think, especially now, when you look at Stefanski, who loves to um, run the ball and play and go off play action, which is what Baker did so well in those last few games under Greg Williams. Um, I think it's a great chance. Um, for, for for Baker to come out and perform better than he um, ever has done. I, I I like Baker. If I'm honest, I think I think he's had a hard time. I've said before on our podcast that if you earn rookie quarterbacks win the league, usually it's because if they're, if they're that highly drafted, it's usually because the team is desperate for a quarterback. 
And usually it goes into a team where now the rebuilding to the, the, to the head coach is amazing or the rebuilding and the head coach is a disaster. And, and Baker's come into a situation where the head coaching system has been a bit of a disaster so far. It hasn't, it hasn't gone his way. And realistically, if you, put, if you put a good head coach, which I think he has got now in Stefanski with Baker and a good offense and improve that offensive line, which you have done now, I honestly think you could see the best Baker this year and it could be a position where he could start demanding some bigger money. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, you say Stefan's a good coach. I think that may be a bit too uh, premature, but um, let, let's see. But yeah, we've got the uh, quarterback, obviously the O-line. Yeah. On paper, it looks like it's fixed. One yeah. big injury to a tackle. We could have some issues. Yeah, you'd be back to the same place, wouldn't you? Centre guards. On paper, we've got like a good O-line. I think then you look at the tight ends. Great. You know, we've got yeah. great room now. Great, like, great got too many. Yeah. Yeah. And Juku, Hooper, and the new the guy. The guy who drafted Bryant, yeah. Like, yeah. some of the scouts really loved him. Yeah. Thought yeah, he was so one of the best tight ends. Let's forget about the tight end room. You know, even if we have an injury, we've got two good tight ends, you know. So, yeah. Um, and, and I think that's what you've got to do as well when you're looking at rooms is the depth. Yeah. Wide receiver room, obviously, you've got Odell, Landry, you know. Two great running uh, wide receivers. Um, what do you think? What do you think of Odell? Can be hit and miss, though. What do you think of Odell? Yeah, I've met him in London and uh, I spent time with him. I think he's a great guy uh, on the field. Yeah, I think he's out there to prove himself. Yeah. You and know, he hasn't been a superstar over the last two, three years. So he's had a lot of critics, hasn't he? But realistically, he's only had one season so far that's been under a thousand yards. And it was a season he had like four games. So, yeah, he may not have been an absolute unbelievable player the last few seasons, but he hasn't been bad, has he, really? He's not like a injuries. wide receiver that dominates, you know, like... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, like, some wide receivers just, like... They'll take over a game. Like, yeah. Hopkins, Hopkins can take over a game. Yeah. 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 I, think, I think Adele's got the ability. I think he's just spent a bit too much time injured recently. Like, last year, they said he had a nagging injury all the way through, which yeah. was stopping him being 100%. So now, if he's taken this time to to get fully healthy, um, and the and the offense is better in general, if you're going to get better play out of Baker, you're going to get better play out of um, OBJ as well. So I think the two are going to kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, I think it's the kind of guy that like really wants to be treated as the number one guy, doesn't he? Mm. Like like Julio Jones, for example, you can just see him like dominate a game. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't matter what happens, he seems to catch the ball and. You don't really see that with Odell, if that makes sense. He makes spectacular plays, doesn't he? He's got a lot of highlight plays. And there's like, there is the odd game. Because I remember I saw a Giants game once and he took a slant 80 yards to the house. And at the same time, there's probably only him and a handful of other players who can do that in terms of their quickness and the separation they can get on routes like that. Like Julio could do that. Um, like I think Odell has got the ability. Like he, he can still be like a top five wide receiver. Um I think he's, he's just got to get consistent play from his quarterback and he's got to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah, then you've got like Higgins behind there and then it falls off. Our, we haven't got any depth after that. So but that's I think most NFL teams have two or three and then a load of... And then uh, a drop-off. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I think, think your running backs are stacked, aren't they, as well? Yeah, running backs were great as well. We've got, obviously, Chubb, Hunt and third, Hilliard... Hilliard he didn't really do a lot last year. He did really well in preseason last year, but um, 
yeah, that's fine. We've got some more running backs. Yeah, so our offense is looking, you know, on paper, quite stacked. Yeah, I would say so. Defense, obviously, um, Olivier Vernon, and then we've got uh, Miles Garrett. Then once after that, it kind of falls off a yeah. uh, falls off. We, you know, we've made some um, we made some uh, additional um, hires on the uh, defensive ends, but um, yeah, otherwise um, we've got Thomas Chad, who's like a third round pick a couple of years ago. You know, a third round pick you expect to do to, to do a lot more, and he hasn't. So, uh, yeah. do you think you we've got Adrian um, Adrian uh, Claiborne, which will help with rotation? Yeah. Do you think you should look to Defensive get Clowney? Because he's still going, isn't he? Uh, so he's, sorry, Thomas? Do you think you should look to sign Clowney? Because obviously he's still out there in free agency. It says, like we you said, you don't have much the most of everyone. Have you? Yeah. Um, why not for the brand? You know, uh, yeah. a one or two year prove it deal. We've got the cap. You know, why not go for it? Yeah, um, I think but as well. I think uh, Ver- uh, Veron would, Olivier would probably get um, axed if we brought him in. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, well, I think he's only got like one more year left on his contract anyway. So even if he had them both for this year and then you do sign Garrett for a longer term, sorry, not Garrett, um, Clowney, then you do have Clowney and Garrett. It's like your two bookends at defensive end. Mm. And you, you've seen what, what two great defensive ends can do in games. They can completely take them over when you've got like... Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, those guys, they can take over yeah. a game and they can win the game for the team. So if you've got an improved offense and then you've got Clowney, Garrett on either end, and then you've got Vernon to come in on a rotation, then yeah. you've got an absolute on beast paper, of a front. It sounds great, but like, does, you've got to like remember everything. like end of last season, we had two undrafted free agents as defensive ends, you know, like yeah. um, I've been burnt so much talking about podcasts this time of the year thinking how great our team is and then you know someone you know he plays two games a season and you know yeah. but I guess that's why you've got to have the depth and that's why you've got to be stacked yeah um, here comes our hugest problem lineback yeah it is it is we've yeah. got Taki Taki Mac Wilson and um, Jacob Phillips you know like that's it you know like not huge is it hmm no, you know, like we're talking three, three rookies with two seasons yeah. between three players in the NFL, yeah. and a lot of them didn't have a lot of snaps last year either. So, um, yeah, our linebacker room we need a vet to sign. So yeah, big alarm bells. Our linebacker, you know, and then um, yeah, safety. We've got this uh, Grant Delph pit. We've got Carl Joseph. Um, you know, I'm trying to think. We signed someone else as well. I can't think it's called. Um, yeah, we've got um, Red Still Wine. Still got Denarius Randall back there as well. Last year, fourth round pick. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, I honestly think that the Browns' defense there is quite stacked. Like, it may not be that much depth in there, but like the, the start at 11 or start at 12, uh, no, 11, sorry, would be quite strong against most teams. We're talking about paper again. That's the problem. And obviously, cornerbacks, you've got uh, Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward, you know, like... Strong, I think. Yeah. They can't great, stay healthy, um, though, can they? That's the problem yeah. with those two. They couldn't stay healthy last year. Yeah, so there we go. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, a lot of depth questions, linebacks, safety. 
last year actually our cornerback room was quite strong in depth. Like a lot of undrafted free agents really came in and and did well for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I really think that um, a linebacker room is really weak. You know, like um, mm. I'd like us to go and get a vet there as all the yeah. best free agent we possibly can. I was quite surprised you let Sherbert go because although his play might have been down a little bit, there wasn't really an alternative for you. So even if you didn't, I suppose, ultimately he would have got a bigger contract from somewhere else anyway because the Jags paid him a boatload. But to not even try and keep him um, was quite a surprise. Yeah, I had, I had a Joe on my podcast and uh, I, I speak to his wife quite a lot and uh, it sounded like the Browns never really made any effort to sign him. Oh, really? That is it's odd, isn't it? Because he is, he is, he was one of the strongest players on that defense. And usually, when a team is trying to move forward, they do look at maybe one or two players on either side of the ball to try and anchor the team around. And when I was speaking to Tom a while ago, I was saying he's the kind of player you, you put in position and build that defense around him. But if, if they're not even making any effort at all to keep him around, it does seem a little bit odd. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the bigger problem for the Browns going into this season isn't necessarily themselves or the hype that they're going to get again, although there is a little bit less hype compared to last year. It's still going to be the Ravens. So how, how are you going to stop the Ravens? And the Ravens have improved where they were weak last year. Um, they brought in the defensive plays to help stop the run, which is what they got gashed on when the Browns beat them in week four, but then also in the playoffs, obviously, and that lost to the Titans. So to me, we've seen the Ravens improve already from what they have um, and whilst the Browns have improved think, as well they've targeted their their weakness weaknesses quite specifically yeah it's easy to talk about the Ravens and let's not underestimate them at all but you know we did beat them last year and uh, I think that's the great thing about NFL anyone's beatable on any day yeah. you know? especially division games as well yeah, yeah. definitely it, should be splitting not, them it's not straight up I don't think with, with the Browns on paper as you say as we keep referring to on paper they're solid. So if they tear up that one day against the Ravens, it is anyone's game. Yeah, but, you know, like I keep saying, I've said it so many times, we can sit here in uh, the summer and say the Browns are great. Yeah. And then come yeah, first game, we lose. You're like, fuck's sake. You, know, you sound like, like you're talking <laughs> from a lot of pain, a lot yeah. of pain in the past. Yeah. yeah. I imagine. So in a realistic thought, what are you seeing the Browns doing this year? Um... There is an extra playoff team now as well. That's going to help. That seventh, I'm going to go eight and eight. Seventh seed. Eight and eight. Nice. Yeah. Do you, reckon, honestly... do you reckon that's enough for the playoffs? I think we'll... No, I don't think it we'll is. Ju- just miss out. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Browns go 10 and six. I've looked at the schedule. Uh, Harry, I think... you're a secret six. Browns fan. Honestly, I was accused <laughs> of this last season. <laughs> uh, I, but honestly, I'm a, I've got my little boy, bought my little uh, Browns baby grow, and uh, I, I am I am following the Browns this year, hoping they do well. So, but I do honestly think ten and six could be a very realistic possibility for them this year. Um, question for you, Alonzo Highsmith said he's at Seattle now. I sent him a message. It, do you know if he's with the Seahawks or just doing anything? I think I'm not. I'm not entirely sure he's fully signed for the actual first like. Official team, so I'm not ahead of yeah. there. We'll see. Thought you were a Seahawks super fan, Harry. I wouldn't say super fan. I can't. I, I can't see. I, I mean, 
I've seen a few fans over in the UK. I mean, Paul is a full-on Brown super fan. I would not class myself as a Seahawks super fan at all, no. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it, though, when the Seahawks fans came over to the pubs for the NF- NFL. That was great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, went, we flew over to, the, uh, flew over to Seattle. We, went, we flew 12 hours there, 12 hours back for three days to watch Seattle play the Buffalo Bills uh, on a Monday night football. And I am telling you now, I've been all around the country following Everton playing uh, football, soccer, whatever it is for, for the US fans. Uh, and it, that Seattle game was one of the best atmospheres I've ever been to in my life. That uh, Century Link is incredible. Yes, it's a stadium I really want to go to. Uh, I'm not really publicising it, but I want to go to every NFL stadium. So yeah, every year I'm trying to go to yeah. the away games. Like the non-divisional away, away games as much as I can. So we got Dallas, Nashville, New York, yeah. and New York. I think it's two New Yorks. Yeah, you play New, you play New York teams back to back. Yeah, I think it is. It's not yeah. great. It's not great fixtures for me flying over this year because uh, Jacksonville is the next one away, and I want to go to the pool. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know it's like if if you get to Dallas, that stadium is immense. It is the biggest. It's ludicrous how big it is. It's like it's built into the ground basically as well. So it doesn't actually look that big from the outside. It's when you get inside, when you first walk in, you look up and you think, oh, there's like way more that goes down as well. So the field is like like probably about 50 feet or so, like actually underground when you look outside. And you got that giant jumbotron, which is unnecessarily large <laughs> it's 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 a it's an engineering feat and um but there wasn't much atmosphere to be quite honest and that, that was a game in which they beat the jags like 40 odd to about seven i think portals through about four interceptions yeah. um and the atmosphere wasn't great but the actual stadium itself is incredible with that in mind how many games did you actually get to this season do you think fans will be allowed in the stadiums or yeah. not um if if i can tailgate and fans um, if I can tailgate and fans are allowed, I think five games, one home and four away. Nice. Yeah, that'd be great. Good effort. I mean, that is an amazing effort, to be fair. But I do it in a unique way. I, I fly over in 40, 48 hours. I don't buy accommodation. I sleep on people's sofas. I try and get flights less than 300. Sorry. I try and get flights around 300 to 500 pounds. Okay. And... Yeah. I try and I I've, I just don't buy a ticket until the last second because you can always get a ticket somewhere. So uh, yeah, um, if you've got if you've got friends over there, you can stay on the sofa. Then it's ideal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So that's kind of the plan, really. Just um, keep my costs really low. If I spend, you know, I put all the credit all the flights on my credit card, rock and roll, and then yeah. see how the year plans out. Pay for the flights and then. Um, worry about accommodation tickets yeah. yeah sometimes i jump on a flight and i've got nowhere to stay you know just you go to a pub <laughs> you get drunk figure out when sure. you get there yeah i'm sure you're gonna find somewhere to sleep you know yeah i mean yeah. especially when you're absolutely a, a, a lunatic brown smell like you guys i'm sure they're all absolutely loving to have you guys over yeah okay paul it's been an absolute honor having you on i know you're a busy guy having your own podcast etc so thanks very much for coming on to uh, answer a few questions on the browns Fingers crossed, you guys have an amazing season and uh, the Browns train actually comes off this year. Um, do you want to tell everyone where, where, where we can find you? 
yeah i think instagram go to uh paul brown underscore uk give us a follow a bit of cooking bit of american football bit of london updates so uh, enjoy it but yeah guys thank you very much for having you and uh yeah if either of you come down to london let us know we'll definitely get some jaeger bombs in nice one mate sounds good take care of yourself cheers mate. all right you take care cheers, guys mate. cheers Paul. Right. cheers take care go browns go browns <laughs> Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.